Hello everybody, I'm Chef Ben and this is Questions of the Week, episode 5, and this week I'll be answering questions about smoking guns, about pulled pork, and about ravioli. So stay tuned. I mean, that question doesn't really make sense out of context, but what she's talking about is we were making ravioli from scratch and I cut the raviolis and then I placed them on a tea towel. Um, now the tea towel was very dry and it's very important that it's dry. I had actually floured it to make sure it was dry. Um, because the pasta is uncooked, it'll absorb liquid really quickly. And when it absorbs liquid, it gets really slimy and pretty much just falls apart. So we want to make sure it doesn't come into contact with moisture at all until it's cooked. Or as it's cooking, obviously. Uh, question two, this comes from Ruby Nugent. And this is on the same thing. This was on Dinner with Ben. Are you going to describe, to describe what someone without a pasta maker has to do? So she's referring to rolling pasta out by hand, which admittedly is a huge pain in the ass, but it can be done. Millions of Italian grandmothers do it all the time. So there's, there's two real secrets to rolling pasta by hand. Number one is you want to make the pasta a day ahead. If I were to make pasta dough today and want to roll it out by hand, it's going to suck. Because every time I roll forward, it's going to stretch back. It's really going to be like taking two steps forward and one step back. It's possible, but it's going to suck. So if you leave the dough in the fridge overnight, you're giving the gluten time to relax. The gluten is what gives pasta dough or bread or anything like that its elasticity. So, if, did I say that right? Elasticity? Yeah, I think so. I think I said it right. We're, we're going to go with that. So if you let the dough rest in the fridge overnight, the gluten will relax and it won't be as stretchy, so you can roll it out much easier. The second thing you want to do is pull the dough out of the fridge at least half an hour, 20 minutes minimum, before you want to roll it out. You want the dough to come to room temperature. Now, if you're using a pasta roller, this isn't as important. You probably don't want to roll it directly from the fridge, but it won't need as long to warm up. But rolling by hand, you definitely want to let it come to room temperature. And then, you know, just lightly flour your surface and just roll it to the desired thickness. It's going to be hard on the wrists. You're going to get a really good forearm workout. But, I mean, if you don't have a roller, that's the best way to do it. And, I mean, it's the pasta is going to be really delicious. It's more than likely going to be worth it. So question three, this comes from Hot and Cold Running Mom. And it says, would you be able to make patties without the call fat? So this is on the Crepinette post that I did earlier in the week where I made sausage patties and then I wrapped them in call fat, which is the outer lining. Um, it's essentially the netting that holds organ cows and I think lambs and a few other animals, pigs probably. Um, so yeah, to answer the question, yes, you can easily make sausage patties without call fat. <clears throat> More than likely though, you'll probably need to add a binder like eggs, bread crumbs, bread soaked in milk, something like that that's going to hold the patty together. Um, the ground meat likely won't hold together on its own because of the flavorings and you generally add a, like some extra fat and a little bit of liquid to the sausage patties, excuse me, or sausage meat in general. Um, and so you will need some kind of binder to hold the patties together. But yes, it's absolutely possible. Um, question four, this comes from Danielle Martel. And she says, if you don't have a smoking gun, would using a little liquid smoke give it the same flavor. So this is on the pulled pork post um, that I did a little while ago. Um, now I have a smoking gun. It's this little tool that has like a fan and a little bowl and you put um, 
uh, wood chips in it, light it, and it blows the smoke into you know whatever you want it to. Um, now if you, that's like a hundred bucks. If you're not going to use it regularly, don't buy it. Um, however, I am not a very big fan of liquid smoke. I find that it has a very specific taste and it very easily overpowers food. I find that it's too strong. Um, and I find that the flavor you get isn't really a smoke flavor, it's a liquid smoke flavor. Like it has its own specific thing. So if I were to make this pulled pork and I didn't have a smoking gun or a smoker, I probably just would either omit the smoky element altogether or I would put a little bacon in with the pork as I was cooking it and then tear that into the pulled pork and kind of get the smoky element that way. But I generally try and stay away from pulled pork or from pulled pork. I generally try to stay away from liquid smoke as much as possible. Okay, question five, the last one of the day. This comes from Cheryl Hurlbert. Um, she says, never made a mustard barbecue sauce. Quite tangy, I imagine. So, I mean, barbecue sauce, um, you know, by its nature is tangy. It's, you know, it's, they're almost all, or barbecue sauce has vinegar in it pretty much across the board. So it's going to be tangy. The mustard barbecue sauce wasn't any more tangy than, you know, a regular barbecue sauce you would find. Um, and to add to that, I mean, it was cider vinegar that we used in it, so it's already got that sweetness, and there was a pile of brown sugar in it, too. Um, so it's really not excessively tangy, but it is very, very flavorful. And this was my first time making mustard barbecue sauce. I got the recipe from Genius Kitchen. Um, you can Google Genius Kitchen mustard barbecue sauce and find the recipe, or it's on my Instagram and Facebook as well. Um, but it was, it was really, really good. We don't have anything like that here uh, where I live. The closest thing we would have is like a glaze for like ham, which is really just brown sugar and mustard. This was more complex than that, the flavor-wise flavor and to make it. Um, now if you've never made a mustard barbecue sauce, I highly recommend you try that recipe. Um, I will definitely be making it again. And I have a bunch of pulled pork in the freezer that has the mustard barbecue sauce on it and I can't wait to eat it again. Um, so yeah, I mean, it wasn't any more tangy than what you would expect from a regular barbecue sauce. So there you go. That has been Questions of the Week. I am Chef Ben. If you have a question that you would like asked about food, you can ask it in the comment section of this video, whether it's on Facebook or YouTube. Um, and if you're listening on the podcast or, you know, if you're watching this anywhere, you can ask questions on my social media as well. And if I feel that the question will help a lot of people, um, I will ask it. Uh, and my social medias are facebook.com forward slash Ben Kelly Cooks, Instagram.com forward slash Chef Ben Kelly, and Twitter.com forward slash Chef Ben Kelly as well. And of course, you can check out my websites, chefbenkelly.com, and my blog, howtonotburnshit.com. And you can ask me questions on any of those. Um, yeah, that's it. I hope that you have all fantastic. I hope that you have all. I hope. Jeez, I can't talk today. I hope that you all have a fantastic weekend and a great Friday night. And I will see you all on Monday for another fantastic episode of Dinner with Ben and for blog posts and for everything. I'll see you then.